Patriot Radio News Hour, Tuesday, February 7th. We're so glad you joined us this morning. Thank you so much for listening. My name's Homer Lopez. What do we do? The physical delivery of gold and silver, legal, lawful, constitutional tender, something tangible, something to hold on to, something you possess. It's so easy. Give us a call, one 800 951 0592, the lovely Wendy's in today to take your phone calls, answer your questions, walk you through your order. You have other options. You can go check us out online at allamericangold.com. Point and click. It's that easy. Take a look at the product. Order the product. We get the product to you every time. Guaranteed. We've never failed not to deliver on product is called fulfillment, and we meet that fulfillment every day. This show is brought to you, though, by the Patriot Trading Group and its CEO and owner, and he delivers the news to disturb the comfortable, what we call economics with attitude. Joe Jake went, the man with the most attitude I've ever met in my life. You have buckets and buckets of attitude delivered to Sometimes you. I give attitude adjustments. Sometimes you do. Sometimes you do. Not a man that is known to be wrong very often, but what you, when you are wrong, at least you're humble about when it. I say it, I'll tell you. Of course, I was only wrong for a couple of weeks, and now I've turned out to be very, very right again. Don't call it a rally, but gold and silver at new highs for the year. Uh, don't forget, follow us on Twitter, at Patriot1. Uh, I, treat, I tweet pretty regular now. Uh... Some of it's my own opinion. Some of it is uh, clips from other people. The Some of it's on our website. Some of it's not. Uh, as an example, today, my uh, uh, I've got some people I really like. Uh, but Charles Bitterman trim tabs, these are, they're the best of the best. And these guys, they're, they're, they're factual, actual, what's really happening, especially in regards to two things, Wall Street and jobs. Wall Street and jobs. And uh, I tweeted him out. I tweeted out the link. He was on TV the other day. Uh, make sure you go out to Twitter, at Patriot1, and you can hear what he had to say. Uh, eerily similar to what somebody else with a lot of attitude had to say. Don't forget the podcast as well, out on SoundCloud. You can follow us there. I mean, we're just going social media crazy. Our new blog site, I blogged yesterday. I've got a blog feature that I'm getting ready to come out with. Uh, the first one is going to be about how the government has been deceiving us on jobs. Uh, look for that. I, I should have that out this week. We're also going to do uh, inflation as well as a few other things. And then uh, inflation and the federal deficits. And those will all be coming out on our blog site. They'll be put up onto our Facebook page as well. Uh, I hope all of you uh, enjoy all the different ways we are providing uh, all the news that you really need to know. And today is another one of those days. We had uh, the JOLT survey, uh, that is the private sector job survey, come out. This is one of the ones that uh, allegedly is one of Janet Yellen's favorites. Didn't go her way this time around. Uh, matter of fact, they said the job market's kind of flat as far as job openings go. 
But the, the, the funny part about all of these surveys is, is they spin it all, right? They, they, you get the, the whole spin from the, the media. And then the very last sentence of the report. Oh, by the way. And whoever reads all the way down to the last sentence, right? Oh, by the way, uh, companies did say that they hired less people in 2016 than they did in 2050. But pay no attention. <laughs> Just a side note. It's not a sidebar. Yeah, we posted it like that. We wanted to hire. And, you know, and they sit there and they try to say, well, you know, companies are having a hard time finding the skilled worker that they need. When in reality, no, companies are having a hard time finding the guy that wants to work part-time. And, oh, by the way, I need you to work uh, Fridays and Saturdays from 10 o'clock at night to 5 o'clock in the morning. How does that work for you? Oh, that doesn't fit your schedule? Well, then I guess I'll keep looking for that skilled person. You know, and I just find it amazing that this, you know, this one, they try to, you know, they come up, they have no, no verification of this quote-unquote skilled person that nobody can find. But yet they all say it. But when you look at the facts, 10 years ago, go back 10 years, 94% of all jobs created we're part-time. So tell me, what skilled worker are they looking for? Uh, can you take out the trash? How are you with a mop? Can you say paper or plastic? Do you know how to double back? Would you like fries with that? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, I can't. I don't have that. Can I tweet it? Can I text it? No, I don't know. Do I actually got to speak? I I I don't know. What skill is it? I lack the common skills to communicate. Sorry, I can't (laughs) say would you like fries with that. (laughs) Well, when our, well, oh, I'd love, I actually got to go to school during that. No, I mean, it it really is bordering on uh, ridiculous. We've got a great show lined up for all of you that are looking for fractional gold at a fraction of the price. Today is going to be your day. We got a fantastic special. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back. Double J and the love. Our toll-free number, 800 You don't think you need some gold? I'll give you... Here's a great reason why you need it. This is how crazy the world really has become. It is now more lucrative to steal Tom Brady's jersey than it is to probably go into the whole na- a whole neighborhood and steal every electronic device you could possibly get your hands on. And now, apparently, they're going to get Chuck Norris to go find the guy that did it. Walker, Texas Ranger. You, you got to have your mic. What? what was his first name? Walker, Texas Ranger? Was Walker his first name? I don't know. I don't know. I, just I never watched the, name of the show. show. <laughs> they're saying that that jersey's worth half a million dollars. It's a, first of all, 
It's probably smelly, right? Oh, but that's the sweet smell of victory. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure, you know, my guess is that Marky Mark wanted it. Well, who knows? Right. Listen, you want to talk about value this morning on the news. Do you know who Harambe is? No. The gorilla. Still got that. Nothing. That was, had a child in the zoo, and they had to shoot and kill the gorilla. I cannot believe how off social media you are. You don't know about this gorilla. Anyway. This gorilla has been feigned because of his death, because he was shot this year, okay? Yesterday, yesterday, there was an auction on eBay for a Cheeto that was shaped like him. Do you know how much that Cheeto sold for yesterday? Wait a minute. A Cheeto that looked like a gorilla? This is the fact. A this is dude that got shot sold for right at $100,000. I'm, 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 I'm telling you, it was on CBS News this morning. It was on uh, Good Morning Arizona, and I had to go look it up I'm going to tell you right now, I know for a fact that my wife's got those little bags of Cheetos for the kids. I'm going to open every one of them and find one that looks like this gorilla. I'm telling I mean, you. Come on. You should. I, I was like, just blown away. So let me tell you this. How's your 401 treating? <laughs> Where's that Tom Jersey Brady? Uh, how's that treating you? The problem is it's a stolen jersey. Who can make money off it now? I don't know, but but uh, wow. Okay, you never know what you're going to hear. I mean, it really is. It's gotten that ridiculous, and and uh, it, I, I really is. It's just a sign of of what was really broken all over the place economically socially you know the i was saying it at the break for all of you there's there's really two types of gold investor right there's the the one that hey when because when i ask people especially new customers what's your goal what's your objective why are you calling me today what is it that you hope to accomplish? And really what I'm asking, what I'm looking for is, listen, I just want to hedge myself. I want to, you know, I've been listening to your show, or maybe I haven't been listening to your show. I ran across your website, whatever it may be. I want to hedge myself. You know, I don't like what's happening in the world today. And, uh, you know, the stock market, they say it keeps going up yet. My 401k or my IRA it never does anything, and I tried day trading, that doesn't work, or whatever it may be. Right, hey, I, I, I want some protection. And for those people, I always have, the, we, we've had this philosophy for the entire 21 years, buy as much gold as you can. You know, forget about graded this and graded that and rare this and rare that and all of these uh, other dealers that try to tell you that somehow miraculously the coin they're going to sell you is going to outperform the markets and, and gold may go up 100% but this thing's going to go up 5 or 6 or 700% and all that nonsense. Then the other type is the type that says, hey, listen, I'm worried 
that this whole thing's going to cra- come crashing down. The dollar's going to crash. Fiat currency's going to crash. Maybe it's a solar flare. Maybe it's the power grid. Uh, you know, maybe it's revolution, right? It's anarchy. And I need to be able to trade for things. And I think at, at really at heart, I think everybody is a little bit of both. You know, some people are more of, hey, I want as much gold as I can get. But yes, it's probably a good idea to have some fractional for fractional gold or maybe some silver in there. Or the other people are like, you know what, I know I really want the fractional stuff. Wouldn't hurt, you know, if I had a few 20s, you know, a few few libs and a few saints and, and, and so on. You know, when I when I when I'm asked to build portfolio and I get that, that all the time. You know, whether it's a, a fifty thousand dollar portfolio, a hundred thousand dollar, a million dollar portfolio, it doesn't matter. They say, Joe, you're the expert, what should I do? Really for me it's pretty simple. You know, eighty, eighty five percent of that portfolio is gonna be I'm gonna get you as much gold as you can get at the best price you can get it for. The rest of that portfolio is going to be that fractional barterable material. Today, you're going to have the opportunity to get that fractionable, fractional material. Fractionable. I'll just make up words. I'm not, it's not a puppy. <laughs> I'm not that smart. I'll get that fraction, you can get that fractionable, I'm going to say it again, fractionable Help me, Homer. Fractionable. Material. For pretty much the same price as the $20 gold piece. I'm talking about I've got $75 gold pieces. These are they're, they're the quarter-ounce pieces. And I've got them down at $345 a piece. So if you know if you take four of those to get to a twenty, that's like buying you know twenties at thirteen eighty. That's that's right there. That's just a fantastic opportunity that doesn't happen to to sit there and be able to pick up quarter ounce pieces that close to the one ounce doesn't happen very often, almost never anymore. Matter of fact, just to put it in perspective. If you went online today and said, what, what is a, if you paid via check, you're looking at a price for four of them of $1,466.08. So today, when you're talking about at $345, you're all the way down to 1380 bucks. So just a significant savings. Uh, on some fractional gold pieces. This is kind of really the sweet spot. Whether you're that person out there that says, hey, I, I, I'm a, I might need to barter with, you know, things. This would be the equivalent of, like, going to the grocery store and filling that card up to the max. One of these $5 liberties. Uh, you pay your taxes with it, stuff like that. So they're $345 at 
951-0592. There was a few pieces of economic data out today. The big piece was the trade deficit. Of course, this is something that obviously we've talked a lot about it here. This is where essentially with the trade deficit, obviously in simple terms, how much stuff did we sell to other countries compared to how much stuff we bought from other countries? And the difference is the trade, and we call it the trade deficit because we don't run trade surpluses anymore. Matter of fact, the last year, the United States ran a trade surplus was 1975. So think about, think about, that was like over 40 years ago. You would think maybe one year we snuck one in. We didn't. And here's the thing that was really shocking. Is from 1894 through 1970, the United States ran a trade surplus every single year from 1894 to 1970. And then we ran a trade surplus again in 73 and a trade surplus in 75 and we've never run another one again. And here's the problem. It's getting bigger again. And one of these, you know, the trade deficit, that's a subtraction from growth. That's a subtraction from this GDP number that we can't seem to get over 2% on. And then you start thinking about the, the numbers. $520 billion. $550 billion, $600 billion. I mean, we're talking astronomical numbers. When you think about the fake deficit number last year was just under $600 billion, and the trade deficit was $520 billion. And and I went back. Do you know when they, they, they put in NAFTA and GATT? It was 1993. By the way, what year was the last year the trade deficit was under $100 billion? And uh, was it after ninety-three? Uh, no, before. 1992. Go figure. And then by before the decade ended, this is how quick it happened. Before we got out of the decade, so we went from a trade deficit in the 60, 70, 80 billion dollar range. Well, actually, I guess we should start go back. You know, it's funny. I, I, I look at, you know, we left the gold standard in 1971. And up until that point, from 1894 to 1970, every year we had a trade surplus. Every year. For almost two 
hundred years. Actually, look at my mad math. I'm like you now with math. Sorry, almost a hundred years. <laughs> Sorry, almost a hundred years, and we only ran two more trade surpluses ever after we left the gold standard. And I played that Richard Nixon clip over the years. I, I don't know how many times. And one of the big things that they said about why it was going to be okay was as long as America bought American. And you think about the fact that we never ran another trade surplus again after 1975. Right? And you start thinking about the debt market during that time. Right, we had this great Wall Street run, didn't we? Right, we had this great explosion of the federal debt during this time. We've had a great explosion in the trade deficit during that time. And all of these things are the weakening of a nation. And 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 now here we sit forty some years later. And we're starting to pay the price for that weakening. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily broadcast from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, a national volunteer organization founded by Phyllis Schlafly and continuing to uphold her legacy by opposing radical feminism and representing a traditional, conservative perspective in our nation's capital. Now from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, here's Ryan Haidt. How did it happen that a man we were told could not possibly be nominated, let alone elected, just took the oath of office as the 45th President of the United States? Part of the reason is that Donald Trump spoke to a set of hot-button issues that other Republicans weren't willing to touch, and those issues resonated with thousands of Americans who had previously voted for Obama. But even with the right issues and a brilliant slogan, Donald Trump still had to bypass the mainstream media in order to speak directly to the American people, as Ronald Reagan did a generation earlier. For the benefit of Americans too young to remember, Reagan was called the Great Communicator because he effectively used television to connect directly with voters. Reagan frequently won people over with a folksy story or a perfectly timed joke, often bringing even the most serious of gatherings to laughter. Having grown up in the construction industry, Trump uses a blunt and caustic style, directly opposite to Reagan's polite and good-natured persona. But Trump has mastered the art of the tweet which provides an effective way to connect directly with the public. Consider the tweet he sent out just before Christmas. The United States, he said, must greatly strengthen and expand its nuclear capability until such time as the world comes to its senses regarding nukes. Well, the media thundered in outrage, claiming the tweet endangered national security and could spark a new Cold War with Russia. But Vladimir Putin, who controls Russia's nuclear weapons, dismissed the tweet as nothing out of the ordinary because Trump had already promised many times to rebuild U.S. military forces. Most foreign leaders, whether they are friends or adversaries, respect a president who says what he means and means what he says. 
Limited to 140 characters, a mere 20 to 25 words, Twitter would not have been much help to Reagan. But it has been a perfect fit for Trump's blunt candor. Trump has a genuine style on Twitter, and his voice comes through loud and clear in that medium, as authentic as Reagan's mastery of speaking on camera. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Social media like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram are forms of speech protected by the First Amendment. Still, it's up to each of us to identify and stand against liberal media bias and fake news. Fortunately, you can go to pseagles.com and stay well informed. Check in often at pseagles.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back. We still have some of those $5 lives. We shouldn't, but we do. If you're just joining us, we have U.S. $5 liberties. These are the old ones. These are 
at 800-951-0592. I know we've got less than 50 left, so they're going to be running until they're gone at 800-951-0592. Talking about data points. Yesterday, we were kind of walking through all the changes the government has made to jobs and how now the the old thinking, I say old thinking, the economics 101 models now appear to be broken. Of course, yesterday I said to everybody, the model's not broken. It's the data that we're putting into the model that's broken, right? The government and the Federal Reserve, they try to pretend that things aren't happening. And we, like they, they use the term smoothing out the data. Right? They want to smooth it out. And then they're going to buff it for you. <laughs> Let me tell you. They, Any way to make it look good. They, they smooth it. They buff it. They do all these things. And then... And, they, they are continually changing it. The other piece of, so you have the jobs piece and the inflation piece, right? Every time we hear the Federal Reserve talk, these are the two big talking points. One, they try to say that the jobs market is strong, right? After we smooth it out and we buff it, it looks really good. Of course, yesterday, I told you if you went back to before they started smoothing out the data. By the way, they still collect it. Right? It's not like they don't have it. They just don't report it. The unemployment rate would be at 9.4%. Now, would you... Would the Fed be raising rates at 9.4%? Not a chance. Would we have GDP growth with 9.4% unemployment? Not a chance. Right? But yet we have both. At least according to the adjusted number. Then the other side is the inflation side. And they come out and they try to convince all Americans that 2% inflation is nirvana. Right? We just want to devalue your money by 2% every year. That's all. We're going to call it inflation because if we said devaluation, you may get upset. But the government has made significant changes to inflation over the years. The first one occurred in 1983. And the government took housing. And they decided, you know what? And this was kind of one of their things where, you know when people start overanalyzing things? This is what you get. Since housing never went down, it was becoming a big problem. Right? Remember that, right? Right before housing crashed, housing prices never go down. Of course, we know now that's not true. 
But they didn't like it because it always made inflation higher. So in 1983, they made a major change that leads everybody to wonder what's really going on with inflation. So here's what they did. They said that in 1983, housing prices were removed altogether. Nah, let's forget about it. Of course, when you think about it as an adult, what's your biggest expense? Right? Your mortgage payment? Your mortgage. Right? That's always the biggest expense. We want to change that. And they changed it to what they call owner's equivalent rent. We're going to talk about that and the other changes they made next. 36. Five dollar libs remain at 345. If you're a new customer, maybe this is the first time you've heard this show, or maybe you've been listening for a while, but you haven't bought and you're thinking, well, I don't know. Is that Joe says it's a great deal, but I've never done it before. So easy. You just call the 800 number and you just say you want the special. That's all you need to say. I'd like the special. Money's just going to ask you, how many would you like? And you just tell her. One, five, you can't order more than 36 because that's all I have. And then she's going to take your, your information, your name and your shipping address. One of the things we don't do, we don't call you. We don't. We don't try to sell you something else. You know, We don't take the order and then call you next week and try to get you to buy something else or cancel that order and buy this or that. There's no bait and switch. There's no pressure. I'm not going to talk you into it or do any of that stuff. You just simply call us. Say you want the special. Tell us how many you like. You add 35 bucks in for shipping, and that's it. And then we ship you registered, insured U.S. mail. Uh, once again, the $5 Liberties are just, I mean, it's a fantastic opportunity. You're buying essentially four fives. At three, they're $345. You don't have to buy four of them. You can buy one. You can buy the, the last 36 or anything in between. $345 today, and it's been a long, long time. It's probably going to be another long, long time uh, before you're able to buy uh, fractional gold at this close uh, to a one ounce at 345 800 951 There's been three major changes in addition to a bunch of minor ones, but three major changes in how the government has been calculating inflation since 1983. Now, you think the funny part is, is the way they calculated inflation before that worked for decades. It's just fine. But somehow, here's what we need to believe. Somehow, since 1983, We've needed to make three major changes and probably a dozen smaller changes to how we calculate this inflation rate. 
course, when our currency was gold and silver, you know there wasn't inflation ever. Well, I shouldn't say ever. The only, there was only inflation twice. The War of 1812. And then again, I want to say, uh, uh, the, I want to say, I know, is the Civil War. I mean, and as soon as the wars ended, the inflation went away. And now, in order to continue to perpetuate the lie, every, you know, every 10 years or so, they got to change it. So the first change was in 83, where they decided that, you know, if a home's too expensive, you know what, we'll, we'll, we're going to substitute that with rent. So imagine now you have a 1,600-square-foot, three-bedroom house, and they replace it with a what they call owner-equivalent rent, and you get a, what, 1,100-square-foot apartment, and somehow that that's going to be the same. That's the equivalent. You no longer own the place. Right? No, by the way, it's probably going to be a whole lot smaller and a whole lot this and that. That was the first change. That was the first reduction in your standard of living. And you're going to see throughout all of the inflation data. This is what they have been doing. And now we're at the point for the first time ever. Americans aren't going to live as good as their parents did. But the data that they're trying to tell you, they're trying to pretend it's not happening. Right? They're trying to say, well, there's not a lot of inflation, and uh, I know the wages aren't growing, but, you know, they're going to sue. And they're not. So they they took away home ownership in '83. In 1998, they came up with another great plan. Hedonics, it's called. H e d o n i c s. And I'm like, wow, I don't even know what that means. And what hedonics means? is the government decide, well, you know, we make things better. So therefore, we shouldn't call it inflation if we've improved the product. Now, up until 1998, you know, you think about think about a car that was built in the 30s. Was the car in the 50 better? better? Of course it was. Was the car in the 70s better? You bet. 80s, yep. Well, I don't know. Some people, <laughs> the 80s and the 90s are probably bad here for, for car quality, but you get my point. Did we build a better radio? Did we build a better television set? We sure did. A better toilet, a better dishwasher. But 
somehow in 1998 they decided, well, we make it better. Then we won't call it inflation anymore. And then they made one last change, and we're going to talk about that next. Final segment, Patriot Radio News Hour, talking about the three major changes to inflation. 83, they got rid of home ownership. In 1998, they decided, you know, if we make something better, we're not going to call it inflation. In other words, let's just say you had a television set. Okay, let's just say, I don't know, it was 10 or 15 years old and it broke. And let's just say you paid 250 bucks for that TV 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Okay? Now you got to go buy a new one. Well, the new ones are all $1,200. But since they're HD and Wi-Fi compatible, I don't know what else are in them. You know, I'm not a big TV guy. And they got flat screen. We're going to pretend that that's not inflation. So your replacement cost... By the way, they're cheaper to make now. ...doesn't even count, right? And then, of course, the last one was the year after, 1999, where product substitution became the mainstay. In other words, well, we used to track the price of a T-bone steak. But you know what? That T-bone steak got expensive. So instead of using that, we're going to use a pork chop. And we'll call that the same. And this is what they've done to make it appear like the currency isn't being devalued as much as it really is. And of course, this is what? The erosion of your standard of living and all of you people out there that get Social Security checks, think about this. In 98 and 99, they made two major changes. Ten years after those changes go into effect, all of a sudden, COLA adjustments almost disappear. You get no more significant raises to your Social Security checks. You can thank the Federal Reserve and the Federal Listen, they knew what they were doing. They're like, hey, well, you know, we got bad deficit problems. Here's one way to do it. Let's stop giving out COLA adjustments. How are we going to pull that off? Well, I know, you know what, we're really devaluing more than we want to let on. Let's just do these two things, and they'll never know. And we'll get the media to come out and, and explain it all, and it'll make perfect sense. It'll be wonderful. And now they can't understand why it is that all of their textbooks seemingly are broken. All of these things that they grew up on in economics no longer works. Right? All of that quantitative easing. We should have had GDP growth of 4 5 6%. But we don't, right? We, we faked the job. We, we changed all the job numbers. So now the data point that we say should mean that rising wages should be happening and, and prices should be rising and everybody should feel wealthier, but we don't.
And it's not the formulas that were broken. It's the data that we put into it. Right? They've just changed the data to now it's worthless. And eventually it's all going to come crashing down on them. And that's when you want to make sure you have your gold. U.S. $5 liberties. Get the last of them. 345 bucks at 800 Everybody have a great rest of your Tuesday. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.